reading this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 7, verses 18 through 35, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1603. Glory to you, O Lord. Yes. St. Luke, chapter 7, starting with verse 18. John's disciples told him about all of these things. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And when the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And at that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. And so he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, and the dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. And after John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? And if not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I tell you, more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of woman, there is no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now all the people even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. Jesus went on to say, to what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? Well, they are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he was a demon. 
the Son of Man, came eating and drinking, and you say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all of her children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> no. Well, take a look at this. Y'all got nine days <laughs> to get ready. Hey, Sam, are you ready for Christmas? Ah, come on, you know. You guys ought to be ready. You say, yeah, I'm ready for it tomorrow. Let's speed it up a little bit, right? little sis? Yeah, uh-huh. There you go. You're not ready? You haven't done all your... Okay, well, let's talk about that for a little bit, okay? I'm not going to pick on you. I'm not going to pick on anybody. They're going to leave that to the Holy Spirit. Uh-oh. So when people say things like, are you ready for Christmas? That's the question we hear a lot, right? I mean, come on, you just heard it twice now. And uh, what do you think it is that people mean by that, by that question? What do, what do they mean when they ask, are you ready? Okay, I mean, I'm sure through your mind, lots of things are going through there, right? So they, we, they wonder, do you have all your shopping done? I understand that I guess it's too late to order online right now. It's not going to get here in time. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get a lot. I'm not allowed to do that. Have you finished wrapping all of your gifts? No? Okay. Have you put up your Christmas tree and all the decorations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got all ours up yesterday. Have you sent your Christmas cards? <laughs> At our house, it's, there's always next year. Have you finished baking all of the Christmas goodies? <laughs> okay, not a lot of yeses. Is your house clean and ready for visitors? Well, it used to be before kids, right? Oh, oh I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you there. We got a furrowed brow. <laughs> I've got my eyes on you too, guys. All right. So these kind of things that we ask are, are you ready for Christmas? And John was crying out. And John was crying out these words, a voice in the wilderness crying out, prepare the way for the Lord. In last week's readings, he said, fill in the valleys, level off the mountains, make crooked roads straight, and the rough places smooth. Was he talking about road work? No. No, he wasn't. He was talking about when what we're celebrating, the advent, the expectancy, the Messiah is coming. He was a messenger. He was telling people to mend your crooked ways. Come out of the pit in which you are in. Get rid of those mountains that are blocking you from goodness. 
Come, repent, and be baptized. He also said when, he, when, he, when Jesus appeared that, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He also said, I baptize you with water. But there comes one who will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. And that's where we are right now, where we are expecting to celebrate in just nine days, but we celebrate it all the time, the coming of the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven actually made a plan where he was going to save the world with a, a baby who would become who we know our Lord and Savior. The people didn't realize, many of them, what this all meant. They didn't realize that they needed Jesus. And even though there were prophets that were pointing the way of Christ from long before Christ was born, we heard from one this morning, Zephaniah. There are others that we have heard from Isaiah, whereupon they say that he is going to take our sins He'll take upon himself our iniquities. And the ones that responded were the ones that were the least. The least came out to see John the Baptist, one who could be considered the least as well. But the ones that had it all together, maybe the ones that had their Christmas shopping already done or everything was in, in order, their finery was done, their house was clean. They didn't believe, but they were there. Jesus asked that question, what did you go out to see? Well, they came to see a prophet. Some of them didn't realize the importance of it, but when they got there, they felt it. They, they, they responded the Spirit moved them to repent and be baptized right then. Talk about an awkward beginning of a speaker that you go and see. Do you remember what John said to him? You brood of vipers. Who told you to come out here and be baptized? Can you imagine if we started our service that way? And yet they stayed, and they received his baptism. Jesus asked, did you go to see a, a man in finery, in, in great clothes? No. What they found was a man with camel hair, itchy camel hair, and a leather belt. And he, drank, he ate wild honey, and he chewed on locusts. That was what he was fed on. I can imagine it could be kind of uh, confusing. Really, this is the messenger to tell me what I need? Isn't that just like us, looking at a gift based upon the way it is wrapped? It's important to know and for me to point out what Jesus has done for you. Now, the prophet John was great. Jesus even said that. Did you remember hearing that this morning? He said, born of woman is no man greater than John. 
but even he is less than the least of heaven. And John even said, I must decrease in order that he may increase. What exactly does that mean? I must decrease in order that he may be increased. We had an example of this in our uh, Advent class on Wednesday. Imagine you go to somebody's house or, or even the movie theater. Let's just say that, the movie theater. And you're going to see a show. And you see this great big screen. And there's great big speakers, surround sound, Dolby, right? And you got the cushy seat. Some of them even have the seats that go up like that. Have you been in a place like that yet? They have these, oh, yeah, you got to try it. you got to go at a matinee. Otherwise, you're going to have to look somebody in finance because it's not cheap. But, but the, the seats, they, they tilt you back. And there's one place you can even push a button and they'll bring you food. You know? I mean, talk about something. But when you go there and, you, and, the, and the show comes on, are you focused on the screen? Are you focused on the speakers or are you focused on what the production is in front of you? And that's what the prophet and his job was. Not to point to himself, hence the camel hair. Not to point to his goodness, hence his humility, saying one comes that I'm not even qualified to loosen the straps on his sandal. That's what a pastor, a minister is supposed to be too. Your pastor here has come to speak not about me, but he, him, Christ and him crucified. The focus is to be on Christ and the focus is to be me proclaiming Christ in your life. Christ here, now, for you. How often do we see in this world ministers that, that, that don't do that well? Came across an article this week of a minister in one of the Carolinas. He made a video of him handing the keys to his beloved wife to a, I think it was a Lamborghini. It was a $200,000 Lamborghini. How would you feel if I handed Tracy keys to a $200,000 Lamborghini and filmed it? You want the first ride? God bless you. Me, if I was sitting out there, I'd say, get a rope. Where'd that money come from? All right, well, the fact of the matter is, um, I don't know where it came from, from the man. The man has written books and all these kind of things. That is not the point. The point is, that is putting a lot of focus on him. We also know from a, another pastor, if you will, <laughs> Pastor Paul, once known as Saul, who said, you know what, I have liberty to eat whatever I want. To do pretty much anything I want, but not everything I do and choose is good for me. So he says, if my eating meat, think about that. 
just eating meat would cause a brother to stumble, then I will not eat meat lest I cause somebody to miss the mark. So I see in, in John the Baptist, that's pretty clear. He would, he would agree with that. And I agree with that. And yet, I also find comfort in John the Baptist saying to his, his disciples that were there taking care of him and while he was in prison, and he sent him, hey, go ask Jesus if he's the one or if another's coming. Why did he do that? He was the greatest. What that tells me is that there was, a, there was some doubt. Had to be a little bit of doubt introduced to him by, by Satan because not all that earlier he had said, behold, the Lamb of God. Or maybe we wait for another one to come. No, he didn't do that. He proclaimed the Lamb of God. But yet he had a moment of weakness, and that means that you and I may do, have, and will have too. And it doesn't disqualify you or me from the race. That God in his love and his mercy forgives us these times when we doubt. And Jesus certainly pointed out to, his, to us through his disciples, ye of little faith. Over and over he says that. We know that a day is coming for those who do not believe and those who do believe. But a day is coming when we'll have to give an account for what we've done with this life. And either we will pay for our own sins, and that'll take an eternity in hell, or we have Christ pay for them. For those who believe, for those who have been baptized, for those who confess Christ as Lord and Savior, your name is written in the book. of life, and you are justified by what he did for you on that cross. You have been made clean and been clothed and covered in Christ by your baptism. You continue, continually being, are being washed by the word. You are continually being washed in the holy sacrament of the altar. That's what Jesus has done for you. That's what your pastor here is supposed to do. And that is to point you to Jesus for wherever you are at. If and when you have doubt, if and when you are in a joyous mood, to always bring it back to him and what he's done in all things. We praise him. Not in all things we praise me, myself and I. That includes you. In all things we give him the glory. And that's not just for pastors or for prophets. That's for his kids. The king's kids that I see out here right now. In all things, backpacks for example. You gave to one who knew those in need. 
You made a difference. You pointed it at Christ. I know no one's sitting here going, yeah, I really gave plenty. Look at me. Help them kids, right? Now. But through her tears and through her, her testimony, did you feel it? Did you feel like you were a part of something a lot bigger than you? I did. And that's the gift that we have. And that is our marching orders in time. Clothed in Christ, not perfect. Marked by the cross. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.